Welcome to the Musquamacate Beach Podcast, a podcast spotlighting the businesses, newsmakers, events, and memories of Rhode Island's historic Musquamacate Beach. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Musquamacate Beach Podcast. It is almost September, and that means Fall Fest is here, and today I am with Caswell Cook. Caswell. How are you? How am I? How are you? I'm great. Oh, good. Well, I don't like uh, when the summer ends. Um, (laughs) So we decide to keep the summer going because really it doesn't end until September 21st. So um, the weekend after Labor Day, when normally we'd roll up the boardwalks, uh, we're bringing the uh, Hartford Marathon Foundation down and the Surf Town half. They're going to do 2,500 runners doing a half marathon. And then the week after that, September 13th, 14th, and 15th, we're going to do um, Fall Fest at Musquamica State Beach for the ninth year in a row. Are you going to... Nine years. Mm. I can't believe it's been nine years. And I can't believe that I've been doing stuff in and around Fall Fest for five years now. This is crazy. Wow. Um, You got a big one planned. Yeah, you know, what's really interesting, and of course, I don't want to jinx anything, so I'll knock on wood. Um, the weather is usually better for Fall Fest. I've kind of learned that Spring Fest is hit or miss. You get like one great day, you get a rain out. I mean, it's still successful. It still works. Um, but Fall Fest, it tends to be more temperate. It's warmer than it is in May. Um, and you know, September can be just so gorgeous, barring a hurricane, uh, in Musquamica Beach. <laughs> And um, so I think, you know, I, I, I went a little more out for this one, you know, as far as entertainment and uh, as far as some of the things that we're doing at the festival. And most important thing for a lot of folks to know is that uh, we actually have a beer and wine garden after this is our 18th festival. We did a beer and wine tent across the street once on a different private property, but nobody wants to walk across the street. The state for years and years said, no, no, no. And we said, come on, you do it at the, you know, folk festival in, in Newport, that's state property, you know. And, and so I think we proved ourselves with the help of the governor and the lieutenant governor and Janet Coit. They said, we're going to, you know, give these guys a shot to have a beer and wine tent. I mean, you know, Charlestown Seafood has it. Come on. So we have a beer and wine tent this year uh, brought to you by Budweiser. That's amazing. Um yeah, there's. I remember the one year that they had it, and it was it was in that little uh, spot across yeah. the street. Um, it, was, it was you know it was nice and all, but yeah. again, people want to have a beer or a glass of wine and be able to hear the music, right? Or eat their food. They don't want to go across the street, drink in like a you know roped off area, and then <laughs> come back. So it, you know this will still be a kind of a roped off area. You can't just have people running around with it, um, but. You know, there'll be a nice uh, nice beer and wine tent that'll be right next to um, the music tent. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the music. We should. We got some, we got some big names coming this year. We do. Um, my friend John Ford Coley is coming. Uh, who is, he's kind of a regular in Musquamacate now. Um, he even played my wedding. Huh. Um, and, and we love having him up because, you know, Yacht Rock is such a big thing, you know, at least for some. <laughs> And if you listen to Sirius XM Channel 70, it's just Yacht Rock Radio. And the, the staples of Yacht Rock are Christopher Cross, England Dan and John Ford Coley. You know, those bands from that that era, um, if you like Pina Coladas, all that stuff. So John Ford Coley, 
uh, Grammy-nominated artist. Um, his partner, England Dan, passed away, but John keeps the uh, music going. So there's all these hits like Nights of Forever Without You, which was actually in the Anchorman soundtrack with Will Ferrell. Um, I'd really love to see it tonight was their biggest hit. Um, Love is the Answer, which was written by Todd Rudgren. They had a, a hit, um, Never Have to Say Goodbye Again. Um, I, he, they have like six top 40 hits uh, and like three top 10 hits. Um, and I think they had a number one as well. So quite, they had quite a run from like 1976 to like the early 80s. It was really cool. And so John's going to play. He's going to play all those hits. Um, and then Jeff Pitchell and Texas Flood, they're this great band from Connecticut. And Jeff is like a guitar player that he's like Stevie Ray Vaughan kind of guitar player. And um, he started out with his tribute to Stevie Ray Vaughan, Texas Flood. Um, and then he's he actually charted his own uh, album, Heavy Hitter, on the uh, Blues Billboard Top 10. He um, played with the Allman Brothers at their last ever live show at the Beacon Theater. He has played with so many cool people. He, he's played with like um, a lot of like relatives of famous people too. It's kind of funny. Like he played with B.B. King's daughter for a while. Um, and he plays with one of the Neville brothers. Um, but he is going to bring James Montgomery with him. And James Montgomery, uh, you know, not every, he's not like a total household name, but he's in the vein of like Aerosmith. Um, because he used to go to Boston University around 1970-ish. And his first gig was uh, playing harmonica for Janis Joplin, <laughs> which is not a bad gig. And, you know, his band was like on the cover of the Boston Phoenix. He was that kind of thing back then. And then him, Jay Giles Band, and Aerosmith were like the three bands that came out of Boston. And then he went on and recorded and toured with the Allman Brothers. Um, he had his own records. He's like He had a top ten, um, you know, regionally. Um, and then he just, he started working with everybody. So he, he's been on Aerosmith records, Jay Giles records, Bonnie Raitt, Bruce Springsteen, Steve Miller band, uh, the blues brothers, um, Muddy Waters, BB King, you know, the, I mean, it's just amazing the amount of people that he works with Huey Lewis, uh, Rick Derringer, um, the guys from Boston, Billy Squire. I mean, this guy is, uh, and, and, you know, one of his biggest couple was, you know, Joe Cocker, the Rolling Stones. I mean, this guy is probably the greatest harp player around and he's like electrifying and so if anyone's ever seen the james montgomery blues band it's great so you, you add him to jeff pitchell and it's like a really cool show so that's our friday night concerts do you have anything for saturday night <laughs> yeah saturday is really cool because um we've got like local stuff that's cool uh you know your great friend from school laura doubting yep laura doubting yep. good friend um, and then we have this really cool guy, um, Mike Sarah, who runs our town transfer station. From Superbad and Arrested Development? No. Oh. <laughs> but, but, but Mike used to do the country jamboree in Charlestown before you were around. Anyway, he had a band called Kid Country. And uh, then he stopped like 20 years ago, went to work for the town. You know, that transfer station took him away. And I said, you are getting back on stage. So Kid Country is going to be joined, backed by the Jay Dempsey Band. Um, and then uh, uh, Steve Daggett from Sandy's Lighthouse. And he was, um, he was uh, one of the people that was uh, on The Voice at one point. Um, and then we have uh, my friend Artie Teft from Channel 10 News has uh, Displaced Anger or Displaced Danger. It's all like one word. I can't tell. <laughs> and then I got a band called Soul Stone that's fun. 
But our headliner um, for that night is uh, none other than uh, Tom Wopat, who's an actor. He's a singer and a songwriter. He's a guitarist, but he's known around the world as Luke Duke from the Dukes of Hazard. Everyone at least knows him from that. Even though he was in Django Unchained, he won a Tony nomination. He got a Tony nomination for Annie Got Your Gun. Two time Tony nominee. Two time Tony. Yeah. Two-time Tony. Um, so Tom's, you know, well-known for a lot of different stuff, but people know he's just a good old boy. So we got him coming with his country band. People don't realize how many country hits he had. Um, he had a, a, a hit called Not Enough Love. Um, he had a bunch of stuff that was like in the top 20 country. Um, he had a song called Too Many Honky Tonks on My Way Home and uh, um, uh, Little Susie. Um, he even had a top 10 country hit. And then he started recording standards, um, which is pretty cool. And uh, he has an album, self-titled album out last year, Tom Wopat. So, or just called Wopat. Yeah. Um, That's his first like singer-songwriter album. Right. So he's done the, the country stuff, and then he did the big band stuff and some swinging stuff. And uh, he did a Christmas album with uh, John Schneider. Yeah, he did. Which, which is actually great. Yeah. It's, it's really it's – I didn't know John – I've always known Tom Wopat sang. Um, cause Schneider had hits too. Yeah, I didn't know that mm-hmm. until until uh, like this week. I did not know that John Schneider sang as well. I always knew Tom Wopat was a Broadway star. Actually, Tom Wopat – because I was such a big Dukes of Hazard fan um, as a kid, uh, Tom Wopat doing Broadway mm-hmm. was a great excuse for me to tell my dad that me doing musical theater was cool. And that's that's cool. I mean, you know, <laughs> and he, you know, there's other stuff he did. I mean, obviously Luke Duke, but um, he was a, a regular on the '90s series Sybil. Yep. Um, and as I said, he was the marshal in 2012 in Django, the Django, Django Unchained. Just Django. Um, and, and then he's also got a recurring uh, role um, on the television series Longmire, Longmire, Longmire. Yep. yep. Um, so, and, and yeah, but his singles were like I'm looking at his discography, um, and his charting positions like really cool. 1986, True Love, 39. I wouldn't. I won't let you down. 44. Um, and these are U.S. country. Um, the Rock and Roll of Love, number 16, Put Me Out of My Misery, 28, Susanna, 20, A Little Bit Closer, 18, Hey Little Sister, 40, Not Enough Love, 25, and Too Many Honky Tonks was in the 40s. I mean, that's not bad. That's yeah. You're talking like 10 top 40 hits this guy had. Or not quite, but you know, 10 top 50 hits at least. And um, his songs were good. When I used to work in country radio, first job, was WJJF Radio in Hope Valley. Chris DiPaolo got me the job. And I couldn't believe Tom Wopat was a country singer because I knew him from the Dukes. Um, and so we played the heck out of Too Many Honky Tonks. Uh, even though we, of course, it went, as it says there, it went to number 41. And the boss was always like, is that song in the top 40, Caswell? And I'd be like, sure it is, John. You know, it was 41 with a bullet. Um, yeah. We played it as though it were a number one hit locally. And that year, uh, and the last time he actually sang here in Rhode Island was at the Washington County Fair back in 1991 or 92 it was the one of those years and I was out of town I had to I was up at Camp Ogons with the chorus and I missed it and so um I looked him up and I've I've kept tabs on what he's done and I've seen his stuff and I knew he went to Broadway and I said you know I wonder what it would be if I could get him to come and do our classic car show 
because he does a lot of appearances with the General Lee, and people just come, they take pictures, autographs, he sells, you know, his CDs, he sells his pictures, whatever. Um, and then I'm like, you know, but he plays. What am I thinking? So I called him last winter, or I, I emailed him, and he called me back. Like, he called me, and I'm like, this is cool. And the funny story is, is you know, I was, I was born in uh, 74, so when the show came out in 79, it was on from 79 to 85. So six years, pretty good run, plus the song and all that, plus the spinoff movies later. Yeah. Um, I was five when it came on, and it came on at like nine, and my mother wouldn't let me stay up and watch it. So it really ticked me off. I couldn't see the Dukes of Hazzards. But finally, like, you know, by 1984-ish, I was able to stay up and watch it. And then, of course, in the reruns. So I told Tom, I was like, my mom wouldn't let me stay up and watch your show. He goes, well, we'll talk to her when I get to town. <laughs> so I, I mean, I told him, I said, Mom, you didn't know back then when you wouldn't let me watch the Dukes that someday I'd have the last laugh on that. That's awesome. When I was, uh, so like 93, 92, 93, I was five, and that's when, like, from like five to to eleven um was when it was the dukes were huge on t n n uh in reruns so um so even though you know we're like twelve fifteen years apart or whatever in age uh I had a very similar experience, although my mom let me watch them because well and and the other thing is is like you know it's like it's like any of these things like each generation finds it whether it's in reruns uh, certainly when the dukes rebooted with the movie even though it didn't have them in it it certainly made another generation of people know the song yeah i don't know who did the song or who redid it, it I was, think it was kid, willie nelson. kid rock oh it was willie nelson um well i mean i think willie nelson was uncle jesse so oh yeah know. right right so i don't know why he wouldn't have that's right so yeah so i mean like a new generation of people at least know what the tv at least they know what the dukes of hazard is so, you know, and the car's cool. So we found a car in Warwick, and our guy, uh, the doc, Dom Cardillo from Cranston, he, uh, he runs our car show. So on Saturday at the festival, we're having a car show 11 to 3. We have trophies for best in show. And the General Lee will be there, and Wopat will be there from uh, 12 to 2 that day, uh, signing, taking pictures, whatever anyone wants. He said he might even stay longer if he's having fun. Um, and then he'll be back at nine o'clock with his band to do the songs. And then on Sunday, we're having a classic car show and we've got the DeLorean coming from Back to the Future. So, and I believe we have a love bug, Herbie the Love Bug coming. Um, if anyone ever saw that movie, well, they remade those movies too, but it's that little Volkswagen Beetle, Herbie. Um, and then we're having this thing. We were going to do a spring fest, but we got rained out, but we're going to do a lemon car show. So... Uh, drag it in, push it in, pull it in, uh, get it in any any way you can. And uh, there's we have an award for Worston Show on Sunday from 11 to 3. So right next to the classic car show is the crappy car show. You know, when Springfest happened, I uh, thought about entering my car into not? the yeah. lemon. Well, since I've, since I've bought a new car. But um, speaking of being rained out at Springfest, uh, what do we have for entertainment on Sunday? Well, Sunday's really cool. Um, there's a girl that's playing. I, I, I think she's not even like 13 yet. I think she's like 12 or 13. And her father contacted me. Um, and her name is uh, Arshia. And um, that's what she goes by, Arshia. I think that's her first name. Um, really cool name. She's very... Um, uh, I can't describe... You know what? You just got to come and see her sound. But she's going to do a half-hour set. Um, she's got some tracks. She sings to the tracks kind of thing. Her voice is just really beautiful, very modern sounding, um, and I think people will really like seeing her. And then after she gets off the stage, uh, the band that was supposed to play at Springfest, the Led Zeppelin slash 
heart tribute, Whole lot of Heart, uh, fronted by these two lovely ladies that do a really good job doing Anne and Nancy Wilson's parts in Heart. They're going to be there, and they're going to rock. And then the final band of the day, another reschedule from Springfest, is a band that is awesome called Space Junk is Forever. <coughs> Which is true, which is a true thing, unfortunately. But it's also a great name for a band. <laughs> well, you know, we could get a garbage picker in space. We could eventually clean it up. And get like there. But anyway, uh, Space Junk is forever, um, and they are so cool. So how I found them is I was f- flipping through social media as people do, and there was this video, and it was this guy on the organ, like a Hammond, like with all the stuff, and then keyboards, you know, and this really nice, you know, young girl on drums, and I'm like. This is interesting. Just keys and drums. So I clicked on it, and they were doing the theme song from Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. (laughs) Instrumentals. And I said, this is like, just something cool about this. So anyway, he got himself a bass player and some other stuff, and he actually went on a tour. It's really eclectic music. It's it's all instrumental. It's spacey. It's uh, some of it's, but it's, I don't know, like Emerson, Lake, and Palmer meets... uh, Yes meets Star Trek. That's really what it is. So that's that's on Sunday as far as so that that's all the music and then that's the car shows. But I mean the huge draw for this whole thing is of course Rockwell Amusements. Um because there's no other place that you can go up on the Ferris wheel and, you know, take that look at Block Island and Long Island. And, you know, you've 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 walked the festival several times. They they switch it up every time and we always have a Ferris wheel. Because yep. the one year we didn't, we had a, a hashtag out there. Where's what happened to the Ferris wheel? Um, and the guy's like, the the guy from Rockwell's like, well, I, I didn't think you need a Ferris wheel every time. I brought that big claw thing. I said, no, 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 no. <laughs> so it's in our contract now. There's never a festival in the Squamakit without the Ferris wheel. But you've seen the rides, yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know what you, what, which ones you like. I don't know if you know the names of any of them. I mean, there's last year. I think they had the Gravitron. That might not be the current name of it. But, um, yeah, I loved that, uh, at the, uh, the, that's what it was, at least when I was a kid, it was called the Gravitron, but it's the like spaceship that goes around and, you know, pins you to the wall and stuff. Um, so that's pretty cool. Uh, there's also the boat, this really like aesthetically pleasing, uh, looking, uh, it's kind of a kid's ride, but it's, it's a boat that kind of folds in on itself. Um, which is a lot of fun. So yeah, Rockwell Amusements. Um, the Pharaoh. Yep. That goes back and forth. Absolutely. Um, the Ferris wheels, obviously. Uh, the pirate ship. The um, the uh, what do you call it? Flying Bob's. Um, yep. The Scrambler, the old fashioned Scrambler. From like the. the is that, yeah, yeah, that's so like an original. It is. Yeah. They, well, they have the Scrambler, and then they have the. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess it's the scrambler, the twist. They have one that twists. It goes, I can't. You know what? There's a lot of rides. <laughs> and Rockwell's got like four or five different setups. So they rotate them. So like you don't get the same rides every time. Sometimes you get the bumper cars. Sometimes you get the claw. Um, it's like different stuff every time. Are the are the bumper ball guys, the vendors going to be there? The the knocker, ball. the knocker ball, the people that you get into a giant inflatable ball and you just run into your friends. With a caveat this year, it's now water knocker ball. Don't ask. I need to ask. I don't know. Who are these people? Get me their contact info. I, 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 
I don't know. I want to talk to them so bad. It's every year I go to film stuff for Springfest and Fallfest, and I see these people playing knockerball. And one one year I had to walk a wrestling ring through them, which was hilarious. And uh, they're great. It's hilarious. It's the most fun thing to watch on video and in person is people just running full speed into each other and folding themselves over. If you're telling me there's a water element, I need to know. Caswell's looking it up on his phone right now. Oh, I'm in. This is crazy. All right. Yeah, so it's um, uh, water ballers is what they call it. Come experience the fun for yourself is what they say. Um, and yeah, so it's, I mean, it's literally, we're looking at a picture right now that Amanda Reese, our festival coordinator sent, but it's knocker ball on water. So it looks totally different than we've ever had before. So yeah, so there's three new things this year. So you got the water knocker ball, you've got the uh, beer and wine garden, which is a huge thing. And we've got the lemon car show. So those are some new things that we've never had before that we're definitely, um, looking forward to. It's going to be a lot of cool stuff. That's really awesome. Um, let's talk about the sponsors a little bit before we end. Uh, we've got some great sponsors this year for Fall Fest, including like a headline sponsor. Um, tell us uh, what what does Fall Fest run on? Hmm, Fall Fest runs on Dunkin'. Uh, yeah, Dunkin' Donuts really stepped up. They're going to um, unravel their fall flavors, um, unveil. I don't know if they unravel. It's, it's spoiler alert. It's pumpkin yeah. spice. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> Well, they're going to they're gonna promote their fall flavors. Um, they got a 25-foot uh, vehicle they're bringing in, which is huge. That's massive. Massive. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of Dunkin' stuff going on. Um, they are our platinum presenting sponsor. And then we have our uh, wonderful media presenting sponsor, The Wolf. And then we have um, the, the people that really take care of the entertainment and present all the entertainment it would be uh, Yale New Haven Health Westerly Hospital. So thank you to Westerly Hospital for that. And then we have other sponsors that are really cool, like the Pleasant View Inn. Um, and then obviously we have Coca-Cola, um, the Andrea, the Windjammer, you know, some people that really help a lot. Um, uh, we, you know, the, the DEM in the town of Westerly make this happen. John Moretta from the town of Westerly really makes it happen on the town's end. And Jen Ogren, Frank Floor from the DEM end. And then lots of radio stations that help us. Um, whether it's the Buzz or WBLQ in Westerly or Mix 99.3 or WADK 98.7 um, and, of course, the Wolf and Q105. And then there's, there's other people we can't do these sort of things without. One of them's Easy Waste, Chris Beck. I mean, he just takes care of us, uh, and we thank him. Um, Ginger's Oil. I mean, there's just places that really that really hook us up. Uh, Brookside Electric. Um, we use KG Audio and Power Posse Productions. And those guys really help us out. Um, and people, uh, you know, help to feed our people and all of that stuff. So it's uh, it's good stuff. And, and I can't do the festival personally um, without Rebecca Green from Cold Stone Creamery, who really heads up all the employees and all the stuff like that. Um, and then Charles from the Windjammer, who you've interviewed before. He sends all his guys down, like Dave and his guys, to work. Um, and then we have our own road crew, you know, Sherry and uh, Ron and uh, Roger and Coconut Kevin and, you know, Tony Trombino. And You're just making up names now. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Coconut Kevin is not a made-up name. You, you know, you need to put Coconut Kevin on the podcast. Give me – send him me. Coconut, send him to me. Send him me now. Send me him. 
Send me him. He's the guy with the, the wily uh, orange hair that uh, lives out of his vehicle down in Key West and paints coconuts all winter. And then he's here at the Dunes Park all summer. Amazing. How's the Dunes Park going? Dunes is good. Our seafood haven, exp- our, uh, the Haven Express, our new place is there. And we've had a great summer, our first year there. I think we're coming back because we did well and we had a good time. And uh, it's really cool to have a place on the beach. Like literally, I've never been on the beach where your deck is the sand. Yeah. Well, off the deck, you step into sand. This is really cool. Um. You were talking about all of the sponsors, and, and you mentioned some of the great, uh, the other great businesses here in Musquamacut, like the Windjammer and the Andrea, and the Pleasant View, uh, both of which we've got on the on the show before, um, and the Pleasant View, which we have not had anybody from the Pleasant View on um, the podcast yet. However, I do hear that they have uh, one hell of a trivia host every Monday night. You? Yeah, it's me. Um, spoiler alert! So come down. And uh, I, I, I still think the best week that ever happened was when I had to fill in. That was, or was it Chris DiPaolo? No, Chris was Chris was something. Chris used his long microphone and he talked over every song, <laughs> but and he live streamed the whole thing. Uh, but yeah, so that was um, that was fun. Uh, but anyway, yeah, the Pleasant View. Um, what I think is fun is that all of the tourists that come to trivia at the Pleasant View, I sort of like throw in pitches for the other stuff that's happening in Musquamacut Beach during the game. Yeah, and that's that, as you should. I mean, yeah. that's, you know, when I'm DJing at the Windjammer and stuff, I do too. I'm like, hey, we got Fall Fest. Hey, we got this. Hey, we got that. I've been doing Thursday nights at the uh, Windjammer all summer, throwback Thursdays, and it's kind of fun to do that. You know, I get tired by 1 a.m., but... <laughs> I'm I'm like, um, there's a Back to the Future question, and I'm like, and if you are going to be here this weekend, you should go see Back to the Future at the Musquamacut Drive-In. Right. Um, speaking of, uh, well, we the have, DeLorean. Yeah, well, the DeLorean came to Back to the Future. We have, uh, uh, I don't know when you're going to be listening to this podcast, but we have, um, on Labor Day weekend, we have or will have had uh, E.T. playing. And then the week after Labor Day, we wrap up the drive-in season with Greece, and we do Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Doing three days has been really cool. Um, we'll talk over the winter, but I may extend that to four. We had a misprint in one of the the uh, posters, and we misprinted that Jaws was also going to be on Sunday night, or it was one of the movies, and like 30 cars showed up. So it leads me to believe that Sunday night could also be a good night as well. But, uh, I mean, I don't know if I want to run this. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if I can, you know... <laughs> Because, you know, some years you have really great crews and then, you know, you, you, you train everyone and then you lose them to college and stuff. And then the next summer, you know, you're starting off with, the, you know, younger people that aren't as experienced with it. And then, you know, I find myself having to be there. Like that guy Roger this year, that young kid Roger. He was horrible. <laughs> young kid. <laughs> the coach. Um, my favorite. Uh, this this has been a ridiculous podcast, especially since we had a little blip in it. Um my favorite moment of this entire summer has for sure been filming uh, the night of Back to the Future um, down at uh, the drive-in. And I asked Caswell if he could just grab a Coke out of the, out of the container 
to hand it to me like he was uh, not even to hand it to me just to grab a coke so i could get the shot for the video and he did it and it was perfect he he did it and he turned it and it was very natural and i got the label and everything was great and i was like good and he was like okay cool and then he threw it back in and smashed the bottle <laughs> yeah <laughs> thank you and how was that it was great it was good. You're not supposed to throw glass. No. Everything we do at the drive-in is very retro. You know, so we have glass bottle cokes and the opener on the wall kind of thing. We try to give everybody the real full effect of the drive-in. It's wonderful, yeah. And there's there's a ton of the, the ads beforehand and everything yeah, we, are fantastic. We've started doing uh, intermission now. So we have this, this classic 10-minute intermission reel, uh, like from the 60s and 70s. And one of them even says, make sure you bring all your problems and go to church on Sunday. Uh, so it's like just stuff, you know, people don't do anymore, but they don't do drive-ins much anymore either. But, and then during that 10 minute intermission, I sit over on the picnic table and I got everybody ready to go at the concession. And it's, it looks like uh, the night of the living dead. It's like people slowly emerge out of the darkness of the, because the drive with the parking lot's dark. So the intermission comes on and they just slowly start walking to either use the bathrooms in the tourist center or to come around front to the concession stand. And I swear it, it they're, and they're just, they're walking slow because they've been laying down or, and it looks like a bunch of zombies heading towards the concession going popcorn. <laughs> uh, so we like that, you know, and yeah. uh, it's good stuff. And then the other thing I, I just wanted to mention also was that we had, the, it was an amazing summer for, uh, and I guess we'll do it a whole wrap up in a few months. But we just recently finished Tunes on the Dunes, and we had some great stuff, and we'll talk about it this winter, but I mean, we had this one group, the Blues Beatles, that were just so great, and John Cafferty, Al Copley was probably one of the highlights of the summer, just because he is, and uh, so there's, there's definitely some, some music to talk about this winter when we're bored, and it's freezing cold, and it's, you know, we haven't had a luau yet, but... Right now, we've got uh, plenty of summer left in Mesquamacate. That's our point, is that September's got lots of stuff. Surftown Half Marathon, Fall Fest, um, places are open. And then we even have, uh, the next thing we'll talk about will be Guy Fawkes Day, uh, Bonfire Night, on the wrong night in October. But we'll save that for the next podcast. Absolutely. All right, thanks, Caswell. And uh, yeah. Fall Fest runs on Duncan, September 13th through the 15th, 2019. Friday is 5 to 11 p.m., Saturday is 11 to 11, and Sunday is 11 to 5. It's going to be awesome. It's headlined by Tom Wopat on Saturday, September 14th at 8.45. Starts at 8.45, and he'll be there from 12 to 2 as a part of the car show with the General Lee. Uh, it's really, really awesome. Um, I've talked to him through email and hopefully we're going to be getting him on the show in the next week or so, um, which is just cool for me. So thank you very much, Caswell, and, uh, we'll see you guys at Fall Fest. For more information on the events and businesses in Musquamacate Beach, make sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and at musquamacate.org.